You have one unheard message. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. I brought a buddy in to help me out with this song this time. Call me the buddy. We about to go in it. Hard as hard cider. Whoa. And y'all don't want that hard cider. This is a drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. You trying to tell me that the kill of beef only lasted one week? What about the kill of beef? And what about that sting? Something that you want to clean Something that you want to clean To boo oh. so, so you want to know I'm drunk Beep 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 Boop 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 Bop bop boop Call Ring How you doing? I just peed myself Cause I'm drunk Dio Dio <laughs> Die, yo. Uh, yeah. Richard and Dyke on the mic. They like to fight, and it isn't right. I think that's real nice. I'm Cleveland. I've got some spice. Cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, cause I'm drunk, yeah. Drunk, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember when Grease Lightning was a hit TV show? <laughs> I actually don't. I thought that was a movie. It was a movie, <laughs> but there was a split second when they tried to turn it into a TV show. Nah, I think you're talking about Tarzan. Oh, that was Tarzan. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. That was Tarzan. You remember when they made the Mighty Ducks? Nah. TV show? <laughs> nah. They did that. They made a cartoon for a little bit. I didn't have cable. So I watched Arthur. And I watched Word Dog. I made the same word, girl. I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, cyber chase. Running in the motherfucking cyber chase. I say, hey, what a wonderful type of day when you win luck to play. You can do this all day. That's for your author fans out there. That was good. There's no benefit to having it. The only problem we have on the audio side is the echo. Why are you using those headphones? Hello. Hey, Sam Talent, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Hey, good news. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Wow, I, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> this is an organic start. I love it. You guys didn't just call me. And call. You, you pick up Whoa, a phone a, and then boom, you're on a podcast. Yeah. 2020's well, a weird year. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I've been, my, I got my book into like prisons in America, so I've been getting 
like someone's girlfriend or mom will send me an email and be like, hey, can I put you on a call list for son who's in prison or goddamn for it? Oh. So when you called me from a random number, I totally expected it to be, you have a call from <laughs> state prison. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm glad, glad you guys aren't prisoners. <laughs> We're both glad we're not prisoners. Does that does that yeah. that that happens quite often? You get a a lot of calls from prisoners being like, "Well, like great book." Dude, three three or four times a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I feel I mean I'm honored that uh, you know all these people who got hopped up on pills and stole a tractor want to talk to me about <laughs> uh, literature, but it's also I feel so bad ignoring their calls because you know they're in prison. So yeah. it sucks to blow off someone's call when they've, uh, you yeah, know, no, been looking forward to this. Nothing better to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I gotta say starting off here, I, I, I know we, we know a lot of the same people, um, but you're like, uh, what's considered like a comics comic. I think, I think your name and your reputation really precedes you. Um, I've heard nothing but good things. So, and then, um, your book, obviously. Thank you. I, I really like uh, comic comics instead of uh, crowds don't get it. <laughs> yeah. You don't like this comedian. Two of the people in the show. Like <laughs> comic comics better than not for paying customers. <laughs> uh, box office poison, Sam Talent. <laughs> <laughs> the only person I know like that is I remember they used to say that about Larry David and I've seen like documentaries about like Seinfeld and when he was up there he did he did comedy too just like Jerry but like he wasn't getting the same laughs and yeah. he would just go up there and I, I I know on our podcast I talked about Larry David a lot but he would just go up there and wouldn't get his jokes and he would end the joke with the yeah go go fuck yourself <laughs> and and obviously yeah. comics comics thought that was hilarious comics thought that was the funniest thing ever and then people obviously just the the rabble coming in are like that's not funny. I like I like comedy like yeah. shows. Well, I mean, I've right. I, I've de I've definitely only heard uh, great things from comics, I guess. Yeah. Uh, about you, and then thank you. Uh, I, I saw you had the book out, um, running the light, and um, I borrowed a copy last minute. I was like, I'll tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, Sam. It's been a while since I've read a book or read anything. Oh yeah. And so I was surprised you were literate. I, I thought I thought I was like yeah. I was like I'll be able to smash this book in like 6 hours, right? That's how long a book takes. It's Jesus been a while. Christ. So so I'm, so I'm, I'm about 2 chapters in. Um so okay. I I've not I've not completed the whole book, but I'm enthralled. I've I've it's been a while since I've been excited about reading a book and like I'm I'm a uh, 3 years into the comedian. So like like to me it's 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 okay, so it's still fun for you. It's you're still <laughs> definitely, but like yeah, you still have a heart filled with whimsy. <laughs> you never had to do check drop at the drop in South Bend, Indiana. I feel you. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you de it definitely uh, opens a portal to the to the other side of it, and like seeing somebody who's middle aged who kind of. Um, you know, miss their their opportunity with fame, or kind of like wow. almost almost kissed it, and now they're just like a like a old road dog, uh, you know, like kind of going through the motions because they don't know anything better to do. Um, yeah, what are they gonna do? Manage a radio check? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like I I I don't I don't know how to like give good uh, praise on a book, but it's so descriptive in certain ways that I think are 
one for a comic, it's just like, oh man, this is spot on. Obviously, like a comic wrote this. But I also think well, look, like, just reading the book is the best, the best praise you can give. I really appreciate <laughs> reading the book. Like, <laughs> thank you for purchasing that and uh, lining my pocket. Yeah. I don't care if you now go to the courthouse and throw it at the judge. <laughs> I don't care what you do with the book. Girl. Yeah. Um, what I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know why anyone would read when there's like video games. <laughs> So I That's totally true. understand that. What I, I don't think you caught was that I, I what I picked up is that he didn't even say, yeah, I bought your book and I read it. He's like, I borrowed this because I couldn't spend the whatever kind of money on your book <laughs> to read it. So I borrowed it and then realized that I was mildly illiterate. So I've held it for about three months and I'm two chapters in. That's what I heard from what he just said. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, a lot of this is really disappointing on Dyke's side, but it sounds like your book's Get amazing. Get him. If you're if you're Take bringing if you're bringing someone back to the written word, I mean, I think you're you're doing the Lord's work right there. <laughs> I I guess for me, well, I I also didn't realize like I just I guess I assumed it was going to be a hundred percent autobiographical. I hope it wasn't because that was oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, but like you could tell. I'm I mean I'm just assuming here, but I'm gonna go ahead and get like you. That's a compilation of a uh, hundred people that you've met over the years, and and then some of your own experiences as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just uh, an amalgamation of all these old broken down road dogs I've met on the road and uh, the awful shit that I've heard from them or from club owners or for comics we've opened from, for them. So, yeah, it's just uh, a bunch of stories that, you know, are out there. And I really don't feel bad using these stories because it's like they kind of belong to the unconsciousness that is comedy, you know? Yeah. yeah. They don't really belong to anyone after a while. No, you're right. I mean, I think that's always, yeah. I don't know. I think that's always the interesting part though. I mean, just the, you, I don't know. I, I mean, you see like all these different movies about like being comedians and especially like movies and sitcoms and all this different stuff. It's not the, it's not always, it's definitely not the funny situation that it is. I mean, it's, it's dirty and it's sad and there's, you know, for every up there's a, about like 50,000 downs. And I think to me, that's the more interesting part about it. And that gives so much weight and, and, uh, you know, legitimacy to to the whole deal. I, I think that's that's the whole point. I think that's always that's always the more interesting take on anything. I mean, it's incredibly lonely. You're right. living for like right. one or two hours out of the day, and you have two shows that night, and the rest of the time is just missing your loved ones or feeling bad about the mistakes you've made that prevented you from having loved ones. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, comedy is fucking bleak. Can I swear? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. It's all right. Uh, okay. Brid Bridget was on here, but she said that uh, something about killing herself very early on in the podcast. <laughs> so that's why she's that's why I'm covering for her. Uh, she's also broken. Oh, okay. She's not a comedian. She's just a chef with a sad face. But I think that that's the thing. It's there's also I mean, that's the other thing, too, about comedians. I know I, I, I am definitely not a comedian. At all. I, I work it. But being being someone who. I, I, I can relate because I think in the same situation, I'm always on. Anytime I'm in a conversation, I feel like it's always on. That doesn't come from a place yeah. of people that are like, I'm a, I'm a really happy person. I'm very happy with how things are going. And I think for someone to always be on and then make that a profession, I would imagine that that's also the deal is that they're probably not you know, the happiest people to begin with. And then the bleakness of being a comedian probably doesn't help with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I love comedy. I love comics. I love yeah, yeah. performing comedy. Yeah. I'm very full of gratitude, but uh, 
those people who are always on, they can get eaten alive by ants. They're the most annoying people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It's like you, it's like chill out. <laughs> right, you, right. Are, I'm not, I already followed you on Instagram. What more? <laughs> Now, you're not you're not getting another pound of flesh off my carcass. So let's just sit here and watch the Nuggets game. Now, 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 I, I think I think I've seen online, and I'm a huge uh, Doug Stanhope fan, and I I, I think man. I think yeah. you are too. And then you have this book come out, and I, I'm not sure what your relationship was originally with him prior, but Doug Stanhope really like loved this book and really like championed it and like put a spotlight on it. And was just like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then, awesome. uh, did you get a chance? Like, did I did I make this up? Is this a drug addled dream? Uh, did, you went out there and actually like did his podcast and like hung out with him after this, right? Yeah, so I opened for him two or three times in Colorado. Mm-hmm. He didn't remember, of course. Of course, because uh, I mean that's fine. I've I've met so many really funny people who opened for me on the road that. I'll come back the next time and they'll be like, Oh my God, remember all that fun we had? You know, you <laughs> ate some of my daughter's birthday cake. And, you know, slept in my son's bed. Like, I don't remember you. I'm very sorry. But yeah, he loved the book and he was all about it. And then he invited me down to his compound. I stayed there for like four days. And wow. then last week he, uh, he just called me on Saturday night and was like, come down for Labor Day. So, I flew down there for three days. Wow. Got back on Thursday last week. Yeah, but he's the man. He's, you know, very funny, very generous, iconoclastic. Um, yeah, I have the most, utmost respect for him. That's amazing. That's amazing. What, what is that like when you, the, like, how, like, how did you come across the first time you realized, like, Doug Stanhope had, like, given his seal of approval on your book? And it was he was exciting. tweeting about it nonstop. And then he tweeted about, he was like, I'm glad I don't have Sam Talent's number. I'd be bothering him. So I sent him my number on Twitter. And then he called me. Wow. We talked for like an hour. And he was very complimentary. And then the next day he called me and he repeated himself because he's always blackout drunk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he got, he got to the point where like some of these prisoner phone calls where I'm not answering anymore. Like he was, <laughs> he was so adamant that, uh, I just was, I was like, oh, shit, Stanhope's calling. I don't have an hour and a half to do this. Yeah, he, you know, his fans, the Killer Termites, have been incredibly kind to me, and they've purchased wow. the book. And Stanhope, I'm doing Bill Kreischer's podcast tomorrow coming out. He got me on there just because he sent Bert the book. So, yeah, like Rogan has the book because of Stanhope and Kreischer, and all these people have it just because of Stanhope. That, wow. that that's amazing. I mean, it definitely. I, I I think it definitely hits home and resonates specifically with comics. But uh, I was talking about this with uh, Bridget, who's my normal co-host, and I was Sorry. I was trying to give her just the quick. I I I'm never, glad she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you this is so you, much better. You and our audience. Thank you so much. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I also need an HR person. So we'll talk <laughs> yeah, man, I've got a call. Absolutely, I love doing. I love doing uh, back un- under the table HR deals. That's my favorite for free HR HR consult call, consultation that no one knows about. That's my favorite thing to do. But yeah, I'll pay you an exposure. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, I want to as HR. I want to make sure I'm getting my name out there. That's a, that's very important to me. <laughs> but I told her I was trying to give her the. I normally don't tell her who the guest is until we call. 
and uh, she she doesn't know comics either way, so it doesn't matter. Right. Like we could be talking to like the most famous comic in the world. <laughs> She's just like, who is this? Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite type of sand? Like just the <laughs> conversation, just questions that are not relative at all. But like, uh, I was just like, oh yeah, he wrote this book, and I was just like, you know, I'm only like two and a half chapters in, but it's great. And I was trying to explain like the vibe of the book, and then she listened to me talk, and then she like read the back of it. She was like. Sounds real uplifting. <laughs> I was of like, all the people, too. And I was like, well, no, I mean, but I was like, I, I, and I think this is also true. Like, obviously, it's going to resonate with comics, but I think that a lot of people can just resonate with the fact of kind of being locked into something and then getting later in life and just not having maybe another skill set or not yeah. knowing what else to do and just being like, well, I'm just going to do this for now on. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would resonate with a lot of people outside of uh, really, comedians. Honestly, too. I'm really, I'm not joking and, and no one listens to this. So I don't need to lie, but I, uh, I really like this. Sound, this sounds great. Damn. I'm going to go purchase this book. <laughs> I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. And buy, then, it. buy it from samtalent.com. S-A-M-P-A-L-L-E-N-T. Okay. Amazon has me bent over the barrel. If you buy it for me directly, I make like $10 more off the book. Okay. Okay. No, that's good to know. I'm yeah. glad you did that. We definitely need to make sure. We push that out here. And I, when I say nobody, I just mean, you know, our actual podcast, we do more. But whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> I, I want to make... <laughs> I am. I'm drunk with power. The only time I do anything where anybody else hears me outside of, like, a closed office where I'm firing people is a podcast. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Good. So, so Sam, uh, so originally we started this podcast. I uh, Chris and I have another podcast called the harder brunch where people come uh to my house and i cook like a ridiculous brunch and we talk to like hey, thanks for inviting me to that one. Oh my <laughs> god that's what that's what's coming it would be amazing if you came on our podcast you can yeah. be in person we live we in get... indianapolis and next time you're in indy hit me up we absolutely definitely have you on yeah uh however well, indianapolis is cool i really I, I don't like indiana but i like indianapolis and yeah. bloomington and uh cincinnati and louisville yeah, yeah. those are my favorite cities in indiana that's uh, <laughs> where the dope people live. Yeah, yeah. It's he mentions Cincinnati, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I think I agree. I mean, I, that's the thing is, I I lived in Chicago before I came here, and I still have friends that are in Chicago, and they're very pretentious about the fact that I'm in Indianapolis. I love it. I think it's great, and I used to hate it. I used to really hate living here, especially coming from Chicago. But it's really it's really laid back. There's a lot of cool stuff. It definitely isn't the anxious. Uh, you know, running around that a bigger city is, but there's just a, a bunch of things. I think what I also like about it is that you have to know what you're doing to kind of find that stuff too. I like that it's not super easy to kind of run into that. But yeah, I like when I come to Indianapolis, I get off the Greyhound and go immediately to White Castle across the street. It's right there. <laughs> I love any. I like. Yeah. Any, I like any uh, honest bus station stop that's just gonna smell like farts as soon as you get off the bus. Like, thank you, thank you, oh, Greyhound yeah. bus, like for being honest. But you need to go, even also, though that White Castle has free Wi-Fi. So if you're oh. ever, like, trying to kill three hours before you, you know, ship off to wherever terrible place you're headed from Indianapolis, <laughs> go to that White Castle. It's good. I... Or go to Black Shirt Brewing. I like that place, too. Oh, that's the – is that the new one? Is that the new one? That's Black, Black Circle? Black Circle. Black is Circle. It... Yeah, they have that great Sunday night show there. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Well, they also have – there's a brewery now, like, right down – right across from that – right behind their White Castle. There's that new – it's a Michigan brewing place, and if you have some time, I never for want to eat downwind from a white guy. <laughs> to drink beer behind the white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like please feel put, reserved out of brown bag. It's uh, there's a brewery at the butthole of the White Castle if you'd like to venture there. Please That's put that is. on your tombstone. <laughs> you never drank downwind of a White Castle. You know what I would uh, also yeah, recommend? 
if you're ever in, especially at night, and you have to have some hours to kill, and you don't need the Wi-Fi, there's a place called the Whistle Stop Inn. Have you been there, Dyke? No. Right next to the Greyhound. I've been there. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've been there. It's amazing. Yeah, I got loaded there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to go. Well, every time I've ever been there, I've only been there a couple times. Uh, I've gotten, I've always gotten uh, surprise drunk. Like I was there, like I'll have a beer, and then all of a sudden I'm blackout. But there's always a million stories going on in that bar. Like it's always just a lot of like interpersonal drama from this tiny like it's like a it's like a it's kind of like a cracked in cheers like everybody knows each other's names but only because they all each other all kill each other at one point or punch each other in the face like everybody's they know each other's nickname but they know it's like oh look spiders here there's like little tony yeah every and everybody has one like it's peg leg tom because he used to have a peg leg and now he's got a fake leg it's it's yeah Yeah, that place is amazing (laughs) that was no leg tom so we we started this we, we started this podcast uh, right in the middle of uh, right at the beginning of quarantine uh, because like both the comedy industry and the service industry kind of shut down in the, in the same week. Oh yeah, and Bridget and I were both. She's a, actually an executive chef, and uh, you know I'm a struggling douchebag comic, and so like. We both had nothing to do, and I was like, "Hey, we should call. We should call comics and see how they're doing with this." And originally, it was very sad. There's a lot of episodes we never aired because they weren't funny at all. It was just like ther- therapy sessions of just like I haven't talked to anybody in five days. Um, God, that's weak. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly right. But 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 then then everyone started getting the hang of it and started doing so. Like I, I guess my question is like, what's the was the long and short of your quarantine? Like, did you do the Zoom shows? Are you doing uh, drive-ins? Uh, did you not do comedy and focus on something else? Like, what was kind of the? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound. Well, I'm going to sound like a dickhead, but I worked. I think I worked 45 weekends last year, like on the road, mm-hmm. away from my family and my wife, who I adore, and my dog, who owes me money. So, like, being, I work a lot. Uh, so, a lot of these people who were like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with that stand up. It's like, you did like seven shows a month and you hosted two of them. <laughs> so, I really didn't have a lot of, uh, I didn't have a lot of fucking empathy for these people who were acting like it was the end of their world. They had yeah. no identity anymore. So, I, I've been, I mean, I miss stand up. I love stand up, but it's cool to just be home and like sleep in my bed and, you know, be my wife more than four times a week and, you know, I, we moved to Fort Collins because my wife's a doctor and she just started a residency in northern Colorado. So I've been like going to the river and nice. oh going God. to the reservoir and swimming and reading a bunch. And I don't know, like, I can't wait for stand up to come back. But at the same time, it's kind of cool to have this forced sabbatical where I can just focus on being like a member of society instead <laughs> of, you know, just kind of like a ghost. Uh, so yeah, I uh, you know I, luckily I had the book and I launched the book and people were very receptive to the book. So I spent a lot of time packaging it and shipping it. And, you know I bring donuts to the fucking post office and it's cool. Uh, I don't know. I wish I wish it affected me more in a negative way, but I'm kind of relishing this time because yes. I mean I, if I wasn't married I would have worked all the way through Corona for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> luckily. Luckily, I have someone who loves me and told me not to uh, <laughs> to blow it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They have. I didn't know your yeah. Fort Collins. Fort Collins is. I mean, I haven't done a lot of Colorado, but Fort Collins has uh, Jessup Farm, which is my favorite brewery of all time. I love that place. What's it called? 
Jessup Farm. I don't even know. It's been a while since I've been there. It's been a couple years. But my wife, her sister and brother live in Fort Collins. And it's the... Oh, cool. They have a bunch of... It's all the, the barrel... Everything they do is barrel-aged stuff. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there's a million breweries. In there's a million, Colorado, there's a million breweries out there. But it was... They live in Fort Collins. And there was just one of the ones they recommended. And it's one of the ones where... It's like a farm that they purchased, and they purchased a bunch of land around there. So it it almost seems like you're walking into like a, I don't know, like like the 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 old timey places where it's like I remember what it was like in the 1800s. But it's just everything yeah. they do is everything they concentrate on is barrel age. And we did, I think we did five breweries there, which took us forever. But that's, I mean, that's not even a, a tenth of all the stuff that's there. But yeah, it was my favorite. But then also, uh, you know, we went to New Belgium. Which, you know, New Belgian hears is like, okay, they do the fat tire, who cares? But in Colorado, it's a whole different deal. That place is unbelievable. Yeah, New Belgium, those were the beers we used to steal out of our dad's fridges. So like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking, that's crazy. I was burnt out on IPAs by the time I was 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pretentious son of a bitch. But that's, <laughs> no, for sure. But I mean, that's I the deal. That's spoiled. the deal. Yeah, that's the deal with Colorado. Like, a bunch of people in Colorado are like, Watching Indiana discover an IPA, like that's that you discovered this thing we were doing like 30 years ago and enjoy uh, headaches every single day. But yeah, like black people are cool, Indiana, you know, you can see everyone, everyone gets along out here. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to be pretentious now because I'm an author and not a comedian. I'm an artist now. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep leaning into it. <laughs> no, that's why I, Colorado is. Everything that people people from Colorado definitely are like, why would you live anywhere else? And then I've been there and I understand it's amazing. Everywhere well, you can live somewhere else if you enjoy the ocean. That's also cool. Uh, and you know our state's on fire. That kind of I wasn't going to say anything but, about yeah, that. Yeah, Colorado rules. Do you have outside there's of the literally? It's literally like you, there's whiffs of smoke coming in my bedroom window every morning. It's incredibly brutal. That sucks. Are you? Is it orange sky still? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. That sucks. Yeah. Is it I I mean I I I have only heard obviously bad things, but is it is it is it dying down at all or is it still ramping up with everything that's going on? I mean, I've heard there's like it's like 23 it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I have no idea. All I know is that uh Denver is completely Denver's the second worst air quality in the world now. Wow. So that's not that's not the most fun. No. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's very scary, but much like just being a person in America, you just have to forget that everything's the worst. Yeah, that's well. The book's called "Running the Light," and it is. It is uh, <laughs> nice, nice book. <laughs> it is like windmill slam. <laughs> if if you think twenty twenty is uplifting, you need to read "Running the Light." <laughs> uh, no, Sam. Yeah, buy the book from samtalent dot com. That's a m t a l l e n t. And where can people follow you on social medias? Uh, Instagram at Sam. I don't really like Twitter. I use it to promote, but I'm Talent Sam on there. Nice. Uh, Sam, thank you so much. It was awesome. I, I like. I, I, I don't know when people read a book what they're supposed to say, but I will like. I would not a person that would lie if I didn't like it. I'd be like, he has a book. Uh, but I'm very, I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested in it. I'm actually going to finish it. I want to see what happens with this character, and it's 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 kind of um, it's kind of chaptered out for for this this crazy week that this character has. So, like, I'm already invested through Tuesday, so I want to see what happens the rest of this week. 
Um, it, it's 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 very very interesting, very exciting, and in a world where you have to compete with uh, Amazon, Netflix, and everything, like you know, put that shit on pause. Check this book out. It's a fucking amazing ride. If you yeah, go if to you're into, sorry, go ahead. Uh, if you're into audio books, I got the audio book coming. You can pre-order it on my website. Uh, eleven different comics, reading eleven different chapters. Shafir, Kanane. Uh, Kreischer, Stanhope, Mark Norman, Jason. Wow. A lot of a lot of my favorite comics stepped up and I'm reading the chapters and it's really fucking cool. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, no shit. How did you pull yeah, that no, How did I'm you Kyle, pull that off? Kyle Kinane does the forward on the on the goddamn book. Yeah, I, I have to look. Is it what's yeah, the you know, luckily it's people that I've like worked with and I'm you know, peers with and then people I've admired and I called in a favor. Uh so yeah, it's pretty much called in every fucking favor I had. <laughs> that is awesome. I yeah. so okay, so I'm gonna probably read the book. Look, you can do the alternate cover is what I'm doing. I'm gonna and then that. I'm gonna read the audio book. Because then, that's that's amazing. If you go to if you go to samtalent.com, you can get a signed copy. And they, Yeah, they're get, all signed copies. Yeah, you can get signed with the alternate oh. cover. Yeah. You're walking around like an yeah. asshole with the old cover, not signed. Look at that. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> He's gonna sign it. Pull it. Pull it right yeah, now. Yeah, you order off Amazon, it's not signed. No, I'm also, not. No. Destabilizing government. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck Jeff Bezos. If I can just buy from you, I'm literally doing it. I'm purchasing on the podcast. I don't know if it's ever been done in the history of podcasting, but I'm buying the book on the podcast right now. Nice. I'm loving it. Do you see when if it comes? You're lying, in? I'll be able to see. I know. That's what I was like. He's gonna know. Now he's gonna know. Like this is bullshit. Just like fake media horseshit. You didn't do anything. If you so if I buy it if I buy it right now will you see that I purchased it will you see that I don't, yeah that's uh-huh, awesome 100%. yeah because Sam's a hacker from a '90s movie that's what I think he can I don't know how I the internet works. <laughs> Sam thank you so much anytime you're in Indianapolis uh, oh my god please yeah. hit us up we'd love to have you on the podcast also like I'm friends with uh, Hannah Rushline I'm the co co whatever of Red Flag Comedy. Um, we'll, we'll yeah, put I was gonna come to your house show, man, but my wife said it was the dumbest idea ever, so I canceled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hannah Rule, Sam O'Connor, yeah, Alex Price, yeah, absolutely. really good crew out there. Yeah, uh, one thing, one thing, start you know cycling back to normal. Hit us up, and uh, we'll we'll put some chuckles together. I'll be back, but don't worry about that. Awesome, thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate you yeah, being on the podcast this is great. here. Thank y'all. Who could say they've got that before? Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah, it's a multi-course meal uh, chef-based experience that you're getting. Also, yeah. a comedy. Yeah. Extravaganza. It's, it's, it's so a, much. Literally, literally dinner and a show. Yep. Yeah, I asked, yeah, I asked Dad if I should buy tickets, and he was like, you should get someone to buy you a ticket. And I was like, well, that's not how. I'll just buy myself a ticket. I was gonna, so you're just going to sit at the date night by yourself? That's how I'm going to social distance, Chris. Yeah. Okay. It's the only guaranteed table for one. <laughs> table for one. Like, oh, you're supposed to do this thing. Like, if you uh, hear it, sobbing, always. it's me. Yeah, no, we're switching now. Now <laughs> I'm now I'm the one pulling in, pulling in fish, and uh, she's sitting at a table by herself. Oh, oh wow! Is this being all recorded? right? Challenge accepted. <laughs> Here we go, boys. She's back. It's interesting if, if Amy and I go, and then it's like, hey, isn't that the girl that came over to our house for the podcast <laughs> sitting by herself? Like, no, it's not. Well, don't they, don't talk like, to her. Why does she have four guys at the table with her? And it's like, I don't know. I <laughs> she, she's trying to win a bet. I don't know what's happening right now. No, that'd be hey, great. Look, there's no bet where you win by having a gangbang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to make that bet with you. Dad, I'm not going to make that bet. Dad, he's 
Oh He's my! Joking. There's never a gangbang. Everyone takes turns. It's all fine. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> it's called a train. And my mom says oh, it's nothing to be Jesus. ashamed of. Oh my god! This is so all much right. worse oh, than I our podcast. This. So, uh, <laughs> what's worse is I brought this upon myself. Like, I don't know how it happened. Started it. You did. Uh, Thad, thank you so much, and uh, I'll I'll see you later. Talk to you later. All right. Yeah. Maybe at home where we right. live together. Bye. Bye, Thad. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Who's with Cody? Cody can be fine.